My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. This is your weekly radio show for comic book fans and other related media here on Fab Radio International. I am your host, Mark. For the first time ever, I'm going solo because my regular co-host, Fraser, well, he's abandoned me. He is in America for over two months doing that Camp America thing. So, um, yeah, so you've just got me, basically, I'm afraid. And with that, I'm going to go into the news. Spider-Man. Yeah, this feels weird without Fraser. Um, we haven't had our usual regular chatty, argumenty stuff. But so the news is a little bit different now. There's just me for a couple of months. I'm basically just picking out stuff that I've spotted over the last week that I think is going to be something I'm interested in, something that I want to talk about and let you know about. So, uh, first up, we, um, well, we're looking at Brightburn, which is James Gunn's superhero film. Low-budget stuff that looks great stuff. It's kind of like a combo of superhero and horror. And that was released in America last week. And it's had reasonably good reviews, which I'm quite excited about, which means I'll probably enjoy it. But we don't get to see that until the 19th of June. Insert usual Mark rant about different release dates internationally, etc., etc. It just seems, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it just seems like it's encouraging British people to pirate it, which is a real shame because a small budget film, you, you want to support them. And unfortunately, we don't get that till the 19th of June. So I will be finding somebody to go and see that with, and I should be reviewing that maybe the week after the 19th of June. Next up, we had another Swamp Thing trailer, which finally showed us the Swamp Thing, and I'm I'm very, very excited about this. Um, The the horror, the jump scares, the body horror, it all looks perfectly, um, perfectly swampy, perfectly just, just brilliant stuff that DC... Uh, taking a risk with Swamp Thing because it's not superhero stuff. It's it's story-led horror, basically. And I think that's... I think it's going to be ace. There's no UK release date at all, but in America it is the end of the month. So uh, I'm going to keep my eye on that. As soon as there is a way to watch it legally in Britain, you can believe that that will be something that is top of my priority list. Oh. And while we're talking about top of my priority list, something rocketed to the top of my priority list this week when we got a very kind of low-key trailer for the final season of Jessica Jones. That is coming out on June the 13th. And, right, here's the thing, right? I'd forgotten we were getting a third series of Jessica Jones because of all the sadness of... Of the uh, the shows being cancelled on Netflix, all the Marvel shows are gone, and this is the last Marvel Netflix series. Honestly, I'd forgotten we'd got it. So seeing that trailer was a massive, pleasant surprise, and I I, I have a feeling I'm going to binge that all 
pretty quickly from June the 13th. And finally, on what I've spotted this week that I wanted to let you know about, the Wolverine podcast is returning, or in fact it has returned. Um, Series 2 is called The Lost Trail, and it's a similar deal to last time. It's uh, Marvel are pairing with Stitcher, and you can subscribe to Stitcher Premium to get a binge... Basically, you can binge it all in one go. It's all there on Stitcher already. Or alternatively, on stuff like Spotify, iTunes, and anything like that, it is being released one episode a week. And that's what I'm doing. I'm listening to it weekly. I like episodic podcasts, personally. I like... Well, this, in some format, is a episodic podcast. You get this every week if you listen to us on Spotify or Mixcloud or anything like that. So, you know, that kind of vibe doesn't bother me. And the first episode was very, very good. Richard Armitage is back, which is important, and we're going to see... Well, I won't spoil it, but we're going to see some cool stuff in this particular series of The Lost Trail, the Wolverine podcast. And that's it for the news this week. Without, like, being able to bounce off each other, I just kind of, like, reported the news. I'm, I'm getting used to this, and I'm not sure I like it. Fraser, I miss you. Ooh, and I feel dirty saying that. We are... Doing something a bit different during the summer for Geek of the Week. As you know, Fraser is away. But what we've done is we've done quite a lot of pre-recorded segments. Um, we've done some fan casts. We've done some trade-offs. We've done some reviews. And we've done what I'm going to be playing for the majority of this show. We've got some guest hosts lined up. Not every week. Obviously, there's me solo this week. But next week, I've got Ollie Spring, who is a fellow wrestling commentator, a colleague of mine, who is going to come to talk to us about... Well, essentially, he loves the MCU, but he's never read any comic books. So I gave him some... Well, I gave him two trades. I gave him Descender and Civil War. And we're doing like a double trade-off episode where he... He reads Fraser's Choice, Civil War, and My Choice, Descender, and tells us what he thinks of his first ever real comic book experience. But before we go into that, I'm going to do a um, a quick interview. It's a similar interview. Well, essentially, whenever we have someone on the show that isn't me or Fraser, we do the same interview questions. And I'm going to ask him the regular interview questions, which are Geek Origin, what first got you into comics? Mount Rushmore, what four characters would you put on your comic book Mount Rushmore? And Dream TV Show, what would be your Dream TV Show based on a comic book? Who would you cast in the main roles? And anything else like that. So we've got those three standard questions that we that we ask everyone who comes on the show. One thing we haven't done is we haven't asked Fraser and we haven't asked me. We haven't asked the regular hosts of the show. So what we did was last week we, re- we pre-recorded me asking Fraser those questions and Fraser asking me those questions. So first up, it's Fraser. So we're doing something special over the summer. We're going to have a number of guest geeks, a number of guest hosts. Guest geeks, it's back. We did it as a fourth segment once. Um, yeah, we did. It's also with um, um, Ian Gibson. Yeah, from the uh, from the OG show as well. It's something we did um, we did there in Aberystwyth original. Oh, original. Yeah, but and yeah. now we're we're, br- we're bringing it back, baby. Yeah, so well, we... Mark's bringing it back. Oh, yeah, because uh, um, we've got we've got four 
sets of questions. Uh, three questions. Three questions, yeah. That we're going to ask everybody as a kind of introduction to them. This but stand. we thought we'd do Fraser first, and then me. And then Mark. Just, just sort of so we've got established how the format works. Exactly. So, Fraser, I'm going to interview exactly. you. Well, this is pretty funny, this, because when we... With the original show, um, my... Uh, the former co-host Jacob got this. Got we did this for him for his birthday. It was a nice little birthday thing, but I never got to do mine. So this well, is there nice going to to do it. But yeah, we've got uh, the three questions. They're all sort of superhero based in a way because you know, that's our show. Um, but it's like we've got geeky origins, so like how you got into um, comic books or just superheroes in general. Because um, for a lot of people, they might not have got. For some people, they might not have got into comic books, but they would have got into yeah. This um, and then maybe one day my ge- some people's geeky origin might be this show, which would be nice. Okay. Uh, we also have like the Mount Rushmore. So, what would be your superhero Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore is this place in America. It's got the four presidents, but yeah. you put four comic book characters on there. Mm-hmm. What else? And then the last one is like a dream. Like if you were in charge of a film or TV show based off a comic book, what would you? Right, so let's get going. So, Geeky Origin, what first got you into comics? It was a dark note. Um, So, growing up, um, a lot of the time, there was, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, uh, to be honest, and it was the 90s Spider... Surprise, surprise, it was (laughs) Spider-Man. And it was the, uh, like, the 90s cartoon. Um, There was this weird... There was this weird one in 2003 as well that was starting about... With Neil Patrick Harris as uh, the lead, but the main one for me. Neil Patrick Harris was Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Good he's grief. been Neil Patrick. He's been he's been Neil Patrick Harris his whole life, but he's he also been, he's been Spider Man in a video game as well, The Shattered Dimensions, which is pretty cool. Um, but no, the main one for me growing up was that nineties one because it was on um, free TV, like Freeview. Uh, so it was always on Saturday mornings. Yeah, it was also on like Fox Kids and stuff like that. And I, I think it was ITV. It was on, but that was always I'd watch. Um, Spider-Man and the other show I'd watch, uh, DC. I always managed to... I, I was impressed from a young age. I always had a balance of Marvel and DC, which, you More know, I am, I'm, right? quite, I'm quite, proud, quite proud of myself for that. Because the other show I'd really enjoyed was Teen Titans. Um, okay. And this was, like, the original, like, you know, the anime-inspired one. So the two main characters that I always looked up to were um, Robin and Spider-Man. And it was, it was funny as well, because during the same time, it was... Ra- when these Sam Raimi Spider-Man films were coming out. So about 2002 then? Yeah, yeah, so Spider-Man was a big part of, um, well, my childhood in a way, but I never thought of it as like, oh, this is, I love comic books, or it's just like Spider-Man was just so cool, and I think he's one of those characters who just transcended media, like, no matter what, like, TV, film, games, because I actually played the video games as well. One of my favourite games, and one of the first games I ever completed it, did it with my sister, like, throwback, like, even my sister, who doesn't like superheroes, really, she likes Deadpool because it's Ryan Reynolds, but (laughs) the two of us, uh, one of the first games I completed was um, Spider-Man Friend or Foe, which was a great game from memory. Um, it might not be going back to it, but that was a favourite of mine. And also playing the Spider-Man games that were inspired from the films. So but there was loads of stuff before you picked up a comic book then? Yeah, yeah, literally. And then um, I think Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3 was the big... It was a big moment for me in um, primary school because I'd never... I, I mean, some people might uh, might get behind this as well, like, as an idea... 
but it was one of the first times that I actually invited people around to my house because it was it's a big thing in primary school. Like you know, I would go to other people's houses, but this was the first time I'd have people around, and my mum was like, I was a bit hesitant about it, um, just because. I don't know, most of the times I just like play with my friends either at there. A lot of them had really nice gaffs. Houses, right. houses if you're not from Manchester. Yeah. And ours was nice. like pretty, you know, it's, it was a bit small and I live above a hairdresser, so as a kid, I, I always thought that, I'm not worried that people thought it was weird or something, I'd just be like, oh, it's, you know, it's just, it is what it is, and it's just casual. And um, But that was a big moment for me. I got, like, two of my friends, um, my primary school, and then she became high school girlfriend as well. Wow. Um, shout out to Katie. Um, hmm. We're still friends now. Um, and at there, she, so we went round, it must have been Spider-Man 3 or Spider-Man 2, and that was, um, that was my big sort of, you know, that films-wise. Uh, yeah. I really, yeah, really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed Spider-Man 3 as well. What was the first um, comic book you actually picked up then? Was it a Spider-Man? So, this is, again, more interesting. So, if we move, we'll move along more forward to get to, like, high school. And this was probably around the time the, the Avengers movies, MCU, was coming out. Like, I was late on the MCU. Right, but, okay. Like, I wasn't... I, saw Incredible Hulk but no one knew that was going to be part of the MCU and I don't even remember seeing Tony Stark um, on there until like I recently rewatched it and I was like oh my goodness yeah there's a connection here um, but I'd probably say around that time um, when Avengers and all that were coming out I'm not even sure I saw the first Avengers in cinema what I what sort of got me back into it because one of the whole things was and I was never really into comic books I just liked these characters as I liked the film and I liked the TV show I never really saw oh yeah these are from comic books because um, I was a sp- sort of sporty kid um, so that was always my main focus and when I got to high school this film called Green Lantern came out and I went to check it out and really, really enjoyed it. And to this day, <laughs> to this day, I've oh, I feel like I've always had terrible taste with some superhero stuff because have you ever seen the superhero movie? It's a parody. Oh, it's awful. But me and my mate went. We just randomly went to the cinema one day and we're like, oh, watch a superhero movie, thinking it's been a real thing. And then I was like, oh, Drake Bell's in it. This is well cool. And it was a funny take on the. At the time, I was like, I was in. It must have been just high school or primary school. I thought it was funny because you know well, you're in that stuff school. was a ten. Like it was meant for for us, really, wasn't it? And I was like, oh, I'll get that reference from Spider Man. So I've always sort of been looking for connections in a way, I guess. Um, but yeah, I really dug Green Lantern. So the first comic book I picked up but did not pay for was a Green Lantern book. I think it must. It was um, oh, what's it called now? It's not Secret Origin. Oh, Green Lantern Semicolon Rebirth was okay. one of the first ones. Blackest Night, Black, uh, Brightest Day. Me and my mate absolutely bashed Green Lantern in Waterstones and WH Smith. We would read so much read so much of it and be like on the lookout for when people came. That's and I, naughty. I actually memorised um, I used to know all of the O's from Green Lantern. Like, I knew um, all all the different corps, I knew everyone's um, oath. I don't know. That's, which is ironic. That's still kind of it's, impressive. It's ironic that I don't know, like, hosting a, like, how obsessed I am with comic books now, I don't know them all now, but back no, then well, I did, and Green Lantern was Kids my, are like that, though. 
yeah, Green Lantern was my go-to for that. And then it wasn't until, like, college when I got back in, re-back into comic books, because I always sort of, I started, um, always watched every... So when I met you, you were only just getting into comic yeah, books? Yeah, I thought you were into them long before that. No, really into, it's always been Spider-Man for me. I always, I really enjoyed the, um... I met you when you were about 16, 17, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed the Andrew Garfield films, because um, I, I watched them. At first I was like, oh, they doing Spider-Man again and I was like I'm okay with that and it was one of those things of oh Tobey Maguire will always be my Spider-Man yeah about that uh, <laughs> he won't <laughs> a better one will come no. along um, but this uh, is not in, Tom, in, in Tom Holland um, but Andrew Garfield I really dug that and what I really liked about Andrew Garfield was how passionate he was about Spider-Man because he talked about dressing up as Spider-Man and despite not reading the comic books as a child I always dressed up as Spider-Man right, okay. <laughs> um, you still dress up as Spider-Man I still dress up as Spider-Man of course uh, <laughs> it's technically a job now yeah, air quotes but um, I would I'd do it without the, the job title as well yeah, to be honest yeah. um went to see Endgame in my Spider-Man suit yeah, but we yeah. digress um, yeah so I really dug them and it was actually I watched Guardians of the Galaxy because it was out at around the same time as so um, about five years old Guardians of the Galaxy yeah I watched it around the same time Thingy came out um Amazing Spider-Man because this was around the time I knew I wanted to do I was doing film and TV and I knew I wanted to watch more films and more films because my knowledge was more TV based um, just because the film's quite expensive at the time or like, mm. and I wasn't you know I started doing wrestling training so a lot of my money was going towards that um, but then I watched Guardians of Ga- Galaxy loved it and um, it's, a, it's a fantastic film yeah and during my film A-level film um, that's sort of what uh, if you're American or not from the UK sort of 16 to 18 you do like yeah. um, A-levels I was doing A-level film and there was this big research project we had to do and w- the lecturer suggested oh why don't you do it on superheroes because I was taught a lot about how like um, one of the films I really enjoyed growing up was uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man so it was talking my big research project was about how Marvel conquered how Marvel have conquered the universe and this was probably Age of Ultron was just coming out and Age of Ultron really got me into the MCU because that trailer was epic and um, it got me to re like I watched Avengers before then, but it got I me watch to re- Age of Ultron with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got me to rewatch um, basically the um, Avengers and stuff like that, but um, and all the Phase One stuff. But doing this research project actually got me to watch more of the MCU films than anything else because I was talking. I sort of blagged at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, I can talk about Marvel for Thingy. And then I was, like, learning more and more about the MCU. And it was that knowledge of the MCU and, like, how this cinematic thing became. So it was sort of from a film research purpose that got me more A, into the comics and B, into the film. So I started, I rewatched the MCU so many times mm. and we had fil- three films we had to choose to use as a base. So I used the first Spider-Man, um, Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I've seen those three films a ridiculous amount of times. Right. But I also watched more of the MCU to sort of get into, um, to get that sort of more research project. And I've recently just, um, got the projects back and I'd be interested to find it like I found it on my laptop I'd like to read that I'd be interested to get go over it but that's really what got me um, super duper into comic books and nerdy as I am now you are pretty um, nerdy 
and I finally was like, because I spent all that time, I sort of, when I was younger, um, and I was, you know, sneaking in Waterstones, reading the Green Lantern stuff, and, uh, well, no, I did read some Nightwing. Why didn't you just go to a library? Uh, didn't know. I, like, <laughs> because this is what I'll say, at this point, I was a kid in, like, you know, always misbehaving in school, class clown, and I didn't know about I'd see libraries as uncool. I'd be like, okay. and I'd be like, I don't really have the money to pay for comic books, and I, or I wasn't really ready to commit to comic books. But then, by the time I'd done all this research, I was like, I know so much about comic books. Um, well, I thought like I had all this knowledge about comic books, and I had so much knowledge about the different these different stories. I was like, why don't I actually just read them? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and what the Civil War was like just announced. I was like, right. I went into Watson's, all right, this is the first time I'm actually going to buy a comic book. I also did take a book just to read, because there's a coffee thing, so... Yeah, yeah. I read, like, a Deadpool book. I think it was, like, Deadpool Kills the Universe, just to be like, okay, um, I won't buy this. Uh, but it's, it's That's nice really to, thin, though, Deadpool nice, Kills yeah, the Marvel nice Universe. You could probably read that so, yeah, and I'd get away with it. I, I just <laughs> Not been, that we recommend doing that. I'd just been paid... Um, just been paid, and I had an English exam the day after, uh, and it was an English exam I was quite... Um, not fretting about, but it's one that I had to retake because it was about, it was more about creative writing. Right. Um, and I was like, right, I'll buy, I'll buy um, Civil War, and it, as the way they justified it in my head because I wanted to do it as a treat. Uh, d- I finished a load of different exams. So I was like, right, it's yeah. a treat. So yeah, and um, I can use it for creative writing. Anything that's on there, I can use in my piece. Yeah. But it was you didn't know what the creative writing piece was going to be on, so I was like, ah, I can just bag it. So I read Civil War in a day. Uh, of course. Really enjoyed it. Literally, it was like I sat outside Manchester Randale and, like, just devoured it. And I did use... A, I used a line from Tony Stark in my creative piece, and I passed. Well done. I ended up at uni. Um, so, yeah, Civil War started it, um, and then I started collecting... Nightwing books uh, from New New Fifty Two stuff because uh, I read a bit of the pre New Fifty Two stuff uh, not so uh, gracefully in what like I've said in W H Smith and Watsons no, other bookstores are available but actually yeah. buy bu- actually buy books from don't uh, wow <laughs> don't just sneak into them uh, so yeah and then I started yeah started reading Nightwing started reading Spider Man started getting all these books and then um, there's there's two subscription services that you can do where they will give you a trade every two weeks or something, oh, Marvel and DC. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did that to get caught up. And, I, and I, the DC ones are really quite interesting because they give Those you Those are the hardback ones? Yeah, Hardback yeah. ones. Right, okay, yeah. I think one's Hatchback and one's Eagle Moors. Um, yeah. I definitely recommend checking that out if you're interested in comic books because they just give you a different trade and the trade... I actually have the 2000 AD yeah, it's, collection of that. It's everything you need to know in there. Um, but yeah, so I started going onto them as well just to sort of explore the universe more but I knew my characters that I enjoyed were Spider-Man, Nightwing and then I found this I found this character that I really enjoyed because um, I was just, again, I wanted to learn about more different characters. I read more Green Lantern, obviously. Yeah. Went, actually bought the books that I read as a thingy as, and it was funny because I'd read these books and be like oh yeah I remember all this <laughs> yeah um, yeah one character I really got into was uh, Booster Gold because I was looking for more characters sort of like the ones I like mm. and then I saw the tagline the greatest hero you never heard of and I went I love this guy already read it's a couple a of name. issues and yeah Booster Gold Booster Gold's my boy and then do you know I really thought you'd 
been into comics longer than that, but you, I, I do sometimes forget that you are so young. <laughs> so, no, I mean, like, you're 17 yeah. years younger than me. Yeah. So, of course, you won't have been into comics for as long as... Anywhere near as long as I have. Yeah, I've probably yeah, read my first comic book when you couldn't even read, you know? Yeah. That's still now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say so, uh, we say on the show quite a bit, but I am dyslexic, and reading comic books definitely helps with that. And it actually it got me to transfer from reading comics to actually reading books. Um, That's mainly pretty also cool. because an ex was like, "You can't comic books aren't real books. You can't read a real book." And then I read um, a Star Wars book and like come at me, and she's like, "Star Wars books don't count," and I was like. They, they, they do they're still a book and then I was just like I just can't win this anyway uh, and then there vile was, X's is not what we're the, talking and, and about then there was other and then there was other stuff in there but let's uh, go away from that and let's yeah and then started, to... started Geek of the Week exactly um, and yeah it, it snowballed you're all you're all caught up now and uh, oh a local comic book store opened up in Aberystwyth at Union and that's when I started collecting single issues my mate um, Jacob former co-host bought me a Spider-Man single issue and it was a so it's all his fault it was a storied event so I was like right and then I got every like tie-in as well so um Right, well, let's let's move on to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. What uh, four... if, you can't, if you can't guess already? <laughs> well, I know one of them. What four characters would be on your comic book, Mount Rushmore? Um, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Uh, okay. Spider-Man 2099. Seriously? Spider-Gwen. No, I'm only joking. Uh, that would be a... That would look cool. It would look cool, yeah. That's a... Uh... <laughs> I assume Peter Parker's up there. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man would be up there. I think Spider-Man just as a as an idea. No, no you can't a... have that. You have to pick a specific Spider-Man. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. So if someone said Green Lantern, would you make him pick a certain yes. Green Lantern as yes. well? Yeah, you would have to. It has to be a, it, it has to be pretty precise. Oh. Four characters. I think so. What I think a it's, douche. I think it's got to be pretty pretty precise. You've got to put some thought. Fine, in. I'll go. I'll make this last because there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of characters that I don't want to see. Robin. Robin would be up there easily, and uh, if I had to are we pick, talking Dick Grayson? If I, of course, if right. I had to pick between any of them, it would be Dick Grayson because he's the one. You know, like I said, he's been there through it all since the Teen Titans, and really enjoyed the Nightwing stuff. Didn't really enjoy him being just Grayson. That's when I stopped reading. Um, not really enjoying the current stuff as well. Um, either. Would you have him as Robin, Where, or would you have him as Nightwing, Nightwing. As, as the sculpt? Well, I've got um, I've got to instruct our yeah, sculptor. sculptor. So if I'm telling the sculptor, is it going to be Robin or is it going to be it's Nightwing? Probably going to be Nightwing because I feel okay. like that's when he went into his own. Um, it's a really, there's a really cool origin with him and Superman because mm-hmm. the Nightwing mantle comes from Superman. It was like a hero in Krypton, okay. so I'd probably I would have Nightwing. It's why I really right. want to see more Nightwing in um, TV and film, which is why I'm excited. Nightwing, they've announced that the Nightwing costume is going to be in the next series of Titans, show, which yeah, is pretty yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, I'd put I'd put him up there. I put him up there. Yeah. So you got Nightwing. Who's next? Nightwing. Now, see, this is... Interestingly enough, most people... Put, like, I was always worried that I was going to have a Marvel-biased um, for the longest time. But with my Mark Rushmore, it's changed so many times that... Probably doesn't have a... It doesn't have a... It's more... I'd say it's three to one uh, DC. Okay. Um... But with the... Oh, this is going to be tough now. I should have wrote down, but this... I'm making the decision here. Here and now, but I'm going to talk about all of them and then see if... Wow. I, see if I add them. So the... F- 
The, cont- the contenders. You uh, do waffle. I've made notes. My my one of I these do. is going to be a lot shorter. The free, the free. Yeah, but you'll be grateful for this in the future. Like, oh, there you go. That's that's a whole show. Of just mm. Fraser waffling. Um, there's yeah, there's three DC characters left now that will probably t- like. Uh, there's only two slots left: Booster Gold, The Flash, and. Oh no! Wait, is it just them? Yeah, Booster Gold and The Flash. You're always going on about the pair of them. Oh, or Green Lantern, because Green Lantern oh, again tie, the... time with the time with the origin and just um, but I don't care what people say about the film. I do enjoy it, but I think I'm gonna um, I'll sub at, yeah I'll sub at, I'll talk about Green Lantern again. It refers but back is he to, going refers back to my origin, but I also like the different incarnations. They all have um, like you know. Hal Jordan's the main one. Yeah. John Stu, though, is a big part, and I like that he's an architect and he brings that to his powers. Um, you know, Hal Jordan's the fearless pilot, so he's always flying. That's his. Uh, Guy Garner, is, <laughs> you know, people always laugh, but um, he's, you know, he's an in- important guardian. And I like the two new guardians we've got, um, Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz, because they're like ones that feel like they don't deserve the ring, but they're. Right. They're bringing something interesting to it. So just, yeah, maybe an honourable mention for Green Lantern. Um, but I feel like Booster Gold's booted him off, which is ironic because Booster Gold in, like, um, the cartoons and sometimes in the comics get, gets referred to as, hey, Green Lantern, even though he's not wearing green at all. Um, and, but, but people will have heard of him if he's on your Mount Rushmore. Exactly, that's why yeah. I'm sticking him up there. And, uh, okay. But then it's, it does seem like uh, that maybe people will think it's Green Lantern, so I get to win either way there. True. They'll mistake him for Green Lantern. Lantern because you know he's the greatest hero no one's ever heard of even though he's on a <laughs> even though that's a cheat I will let you have that because that makes sense and exactly. that works we've got logic behind it but I re- one story I recommend if you just like who, the, who is it? well I'll recommend some a load of Booster Gold stories so there was this um it ran yearly. It's called Fifty Two, and it was at the release an issue every week for fifty two weeks in a whole year. Booster Gold's a big part of that, so that's fifty two. Uh, he's also he has his great father and son dynamic with Rip Hunter, who's been in Legends of Tomorrow, and it was called like oh, it's something like I think it yeah Time Masters. That's a really great one to check out. Um, there's, yeah, yeah. His, st- his stuff in pre New 52 is amazing as well. So I really, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. He's, he appeared in Smallville as well, which is mad. But yeah, he's definitely uh, got to go up there. And then, yeah, it'd be The Flash. I think the TV show massively helped with that. Um, again, this was in my my super geeky geeky mode. I wanted to be like, uh, I wanted to be like, oh, I should watch more TV shows. Like the CW, I really wanted to get into. Mm. And I tried getting into Arrow and it just didn't work. But then. My mate was just like, just go for the Flash, and I went for the Flash, and it was amazing. Um, season one, season two, anyway. But from that, like reading the comic books as well, like Flash um, Rebirth, the the back half of New Fifty Two was really cool uh, to read as well. Some of the re- the new Rebirth stuff they're doing as well. I really like Wally West as well. His return to the Titans was awesome. Now this is where if we, you're making me pick a Flash, it gets difficult yeah, it's because tough. There's, there's Barry Allen and there's Wally West, and they both have great iconic stories. You know, Barry Allen's got the whole thing with his mum, and you know, there's the Flashpoint thing, and Wally West has great things with Titans and it would be nice to pair him with Nightwing but it's got, I think it's I think it's got to be Barry you know what, Barry okay yeah, cool Wally did make me cry a bit in the comics but nothing made me cry more than on the TV show when you know he goes spoilers for season one he goes back to save his mum and then he he, he knows he realises he can't I'm like oh. okay. yeah I go for 
Yeah, go for... I know it's a hard choice, Barrett. so well done. And uh, the last one is... You need to pick your Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of... Um, yeah, it's probably... It's going to be Peter Parker. Okay. I reckon. Um, but, yeah, the... Ama- like, <laughs> just... There's so many amazing Spider-Men out there. If you mainly had to pick, like, a specific Spider-Man from a specific title, that would be even crueler. No, no, no. But it would be Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> but, no, uh, yeah, Spider-Man, like I say, from... From a young age, he's like he's been sneakily getting me into comics, and it's that whole thing of from a deeper level. It was um, someone I really identified with. Uh, it's that young hero in a in a grown up world, and like you know, there's all these adult superheroes, and we've mentioned a bit in the show. But uh, when I was younger, and it's how we met, it's our origin. Um, yeah. I was I started wrestling when I was like fourteen, fifteen, and it was that whole thing of adults were around me you know it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as I was big, one of them it wasn't as big for like young ki- uh, young teenagers to wrestle I think I was like one and one of two or something and yeah like, yeah I remember but they were always interchanging whereas like there's more and more now I'm like where were you guys a couple of years ago well they were they were children I, well exactly yeah. yeah um but so that was always a big thing for me was like seeing Spider-Man was like oh, okay and it's sort of um because one of the big things with wrestling and sort of why I got out of it I'm back into it now so it's all good um, one of the reasons I got out of it was because of this sort of body thing, and like I was, yeah, but you I was, but I was trying to uh, no, but I'm at the time the I was, look. I was trying to be an adult. Do you know what I mean? I was trying yeah. to make my body look more adult or more like this hulking, um, you know, like your Steve Rogers, like yeah, your yeah, yeah. and reading Spider Man and seeing that like no, he's still a superhero, and seeing Tom Holland on like even though he's a skinny kid, seeing them like yeah. it he's fit and he's strong for his body type and yeah. that was that was what helped me get and that's over important and comics are getting better at that now yeah. but really there was only Peter Parker yeah it got me much better with my body uh, more confident with my body with that and also Spider-Man was super cool and he was super smart as well so that got me into like college was a big time for me when I realised you know I buckled my ideas together I I got passionate about stuff and then I saw role models like Spider-Man and I was like he's doing really well in college and university if I even thought about university in high school or primary school it'd be a joke and like my teachers would probably think the same they probably like saw some of my teachers saw stuff in me like my maths teacher yeah um, Miss Eaglin shout out to you because I really didn't want to reset that um, maths test but it's like you haven't got a C you need to get an A or a B and I was like no, 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 no. and I've got a maths degree uh, there we go <laughs> so like seeing Peter Parker the role model and like it's okay to be smart and you're still going to be cool and it was that whole thing of balancing yeah. balancing the wrestling and real life him to Spider-Man and um, Peter Parker balancing that real life as well like I'm living a dual life now just in Paul and Fraser Summers is that sort of thing and that's pretty cool yeah seeing Tom Holland on screen as Spider-Man as well was really good because this, even the Spider-Mans we've seen haven't really been that teenager thing or haven't no. had the body like no. like myself I feel like and even then it was still that thing of oh, I can't really achieve that but seeing Tom Holland, I was like, I can achieve that. And then yeah. it got it yeah. really helped sort my life out. And I think that's why it's a great thing about... And now I play Spider-Man on occasional weekends uh, for children's parties, you know, all these, like, playground openings. And it's, it's opened up incredible opportunities for me. And it's just 
uh, yeah, so he's definitely got to be on that. Oh, if, there's a, if there's a top billing, yeah, yeah, top um, builds Spider-Man. It wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't be my Mount Rush. Uh, it wouldn't be a phrase of Mount Rushmore without Spider-Man on I it. Be a bit. Um, you'd think I'm a, a scroll. Yeah, I would. Let's move on to dream TV show. What would be your dream TV show based on a comic book? Who would you cast in the main roles? See, for the longest time, for the longest time, like when we had this originally, we put like film or TV, and it, my film was always Spider Verse. But then it got done no, really. So it's been done. <laughs> it, got, it got done really well. So I was like, oh my goodness, this has actually happened. My dream has come true. Um, which I'm really good. We didn't do the interview questions now because I could have been like, hey, look, it happened. And yeah, I, I don't we know could if have, I could have revisited. Don't rather. know if I could have done it that well. Um, but it's surprisingly, I. Mm, I mentioned something I was going to talk about TV. I always sort of wanted to see a almost teen uh, a teen drama like because they're huge now. you know the teen yeah. things on Netflix when those Netflix series were happening. I was like I wouldn't really ma- I would really like to see a teen Spider Man like yeah. a Spider-Man TV show um, following him through school because, you know, they, they talked about when they brought him into the MCU, which at first I was a bit like, oh, I kind of like that he has his own universe. But then what, as soon as I saw well, him... Well, we've got Venom verse And now. then as soon as I saw him in Civil War, I was like, oh, yeah, change my mind. Uh, this is amazing. Um, and spectacular. And all the ultimately... And friendly neighbourhood. <laughs> exactly, all of them. Um, so... <laughs> God. My goodness. So... It was for the longest time like a TV show with, again with Tom Holland as the lead and all the high school friends in there. So seeing him in the high school, it's going to be a bit. It's a bit harder to do that now because he, he is a movie star and all those cast members are movie stars. And you know you've got that they've got the film franchise and they're exploring that um, dynamic in there. So it was always to see that. Um, I get, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe another animated like another a, a cheat would be. Oh, just bring back a season three of Spectacular Spider-Man because that was exceptional well, in other animation. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to step Spider-Man aside. I'm going to step back away from it and I'm actually going to go for a... Are we defo saying TV series? Or, yeah, or I reckon TV series. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for a Booster Gold... Maybe Booster Gold and Blue Beetle uh, TV series and call okay. it Blue and Gold. Nice. Um, and it'd be sort of along the same lines as Legends of Tomorrow. This is how I imagine it being set up, is them meeting uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, if they're together, meeting the Legends of Tomorrow crew on their show. Yeah. Similar how they've done it in the past, where like characters will meet there and then they'll have their own adventures. But sort of them going through time and sorting stuff out. Um, one thing I would really like for one of the seasons is there's a big iconic storyline, spoilers, where Blue Beetle dies. Mm. And um, Booster's going back in time to try and find a way to, you know, make it so the timeline doesn't get messed up, but he can still have his friend, and it doesn't really work out. But he manages to save someone else, manages to save his sister instead. And, okay. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing that, but maybe like a flip on it, like it, the first season is him saving Blue Beetle, and then it's them going through time. And okay, I would love to see because we'd get to see a Booster origin because he's, you know, he's the. You can start with playing it off as because his whole thing is he's. He's from the future and he goes. He steals a superhero suit, goes to the present, and acts like a hero. So it'd be great to see him act like a hero, and then maybe Blue Beetle like being there to be like, "No, come on, you need to be a hero." And his arc being that. Okay. Um, but one of the greatest things about the the whole the great series you never heard of, it started off as just like a, a, nobody knows who you are, and it's sort of like irked on him. But he has to. His role now in the universe is to go 
back in time in all these different times and fix continuity errors and not be seen and, so, and not, not be, be seen. heard of yeah yeah so that would be really cool it's it's such a be- it's some beautiful poetry there sort of beautiful like you know literary a gold mine there so that would be really cool to see in that he can't be seen he can't be heard and that's why he can't interact with the legends of tomorrow and it'd be really cool if they got rip hunter from that and they did right. like the father they did the another season could be the father and son dynamic because mm, they, again mm. like the book I mentioned before Time Masters they show them working together at different points where after like at different points so Rip Hunt has been trained by his dad and then yeah there's other ways around and Booster know, there's ta- like they go back and forth to where Booster uh, where Rip knows Booster's his dad and they go back to another time where Rip but um, Booster doesn't know He's his son, and then they do right. They okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that whole wibbly wobbly time. Yeah, line they, they do. So one timeline where one knows and the other one doesn't, and vice versa, and they do the whole thing of like, a, oh, I feel like we get on so well, and you know, they do the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That would be really cool to see. But you, you really like wibbly wobbly timey wimey. I do you? a bit. My favourite film is Back to the Future, so it's uh, pretty fitting in it. I do like it to a point, but I do have to sort of turn my brain off sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would... Yeah. Booster Gold. Blue and Gold on the who CW. Would you, who would you have as Booster? Oh, this is interesting. Because there's uh, there's two pairs I've got. Um, and it's it'd be whether they want to do it for TV or not, which is annoying. So the first two I'll put out there, this seems more like for, they do film and they don't want to have to do film, is... Um, Seth Rogen and oh I forgot in his name this is where you make notes Fraser I know but I've, this is the second time I forgot his name and it's really bad because I'm always talking about him he, right, go back he played to, go, go back no he played he played Osborne um, Harry Osborne in um, the first one I'm, I'm rubbish with oh, actors what, what, what was your no, in the, no in the first in the first one uh, with the pie. I'm rubbish Every, with actors. Everyone's screaming it. If they've not been in Buffy, Rogan. then I won't know who they are. Right, so the other one, Seth Rogen and... Um, James Franco. Okay, James, I have heard of Seth him. Seth Rogen and James Franco, because, you know, it's... Then, okay, so buddy-buddy buddy kind of... Like, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it now, yeah. And I could see James Franco doing that. There's also ones to, like, have a blonde... Like, Beast Gold's quite strong and blonde obviously with the gold yeah so there was times where I was thinking like um, one of the Pauls but then I was like no because it'd be funny because they would do what Booster would do you know where they'd want to be a superhero to get likes or you can do the whole social media thing mm, then. Mm. but then they turn out to be not so great people right uh, and I don't know if I want that level of success for them so maybe someone maybe a younger a younger um, younger duo doing like a social media thing would be cool but one thing I think would work really well for the TV show is and it's a popular fan casting is uh, Alan Tudyk and who's he always paired with yeah. Nathan Fillion Oh, okay. Well, I like Nathan Fillion, so yeah. Like Nathan yeah, okay, Fillion yeah, that would work nicely. I think yeah, I know would, what you mean. That would be a cool dynamic, but if I'm I'm making this dream show up as I go along, but if we're going for, like, the social media, um, social media sort of thing, the yeah. guy from Sabrina, you know, that J... Um, He's in Austin and Ali. He's the, like, lead... I'm, I'm never going to be any good at this race. I'll get... Uh, yeah, so him, I think he would be quite good... Uh, as well if they were going for like a more social media thing he's not really played like a smug character before so it'd be cool uh, to see him and then 
someone else to play someone else young to play so we've got three different we've got different versions there for you yeah we've got a couple of different versions for you your wifi is not going to work is it so I can't search this out to well anyway it wouldn't like me to do it on um yeah the guy right you know who I mean he's the uh, he plays Harvey Kink in Channel Adventures of Sabrina. He's okay, also yeah, in Austin yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ali. He's, he's he's pretty. Yeah. He's also yeah, and he's blonde in. Um, that's my on the top of my head. There might be some other better one suit to play like a younger version. This more social media based on where he's like, oh, constantly trying to get likes. And um, maybe we could re- I'll revisit this at one point where we'll do, we'll do a fan casting for a Blue Beetle and boost the gold. Yeah, you I'll get you. I'll, I'll get you more. Clue. I'll get you more custom with the uh, yeah. the characters. I'm but, not very good at fan casting. But yeah, I forgot that I would have to cast this. I just thought of the idea and then. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, so them going through time. Could, yeah, yeah. I think I think that would be a fun, Local fun sub- little series. Can see- and with DC on, like, with the new, the, the new DC Universe service, yeah, you, you it know, it's, it's not actually happen. that far beyond the realms of imagination. No, no. Well, like it's it's definitely something that could happen. And you know what? To ta- to um, tie it in, um, if you're an Austin and Ali fan, if not, uh, you'll know this. Um, there's a second character in that. Uh, who's a male? He can play uh, Blue Beetle. If you don't know, uh, just Google, and then when you see the cast list, then t- the one that's blonde boosts the gold. The one that's not blonde, I'm pretty sure he might be ginger. He can be Blue Beetle. Why not? Right. If we're going for if we're going for the young one, where you know they're going back in time and trying to get likes and be the popular, and then they do their serious stories, that'll be that. Well, if we're doing. Enough. Actually, no, I'm going to say we're doing that because, you know, we've got more time with Booster Gold and Blue Beetle that way. And Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion have always got work and they've always got people fan-casting and other stuff. They're casting other people's fans, uh, fan films. So, uh, yeah, them two. I don't know their names. And I'm not going to be able to Google it, so right. it's going to irk me. But, yeah, them two. Well, Austin and Ali reunion, why not? Never mind, look, the other one will be on drugs now or something or not acting. <laughs> And um, and yeah, well, thanks, yeah, that's Fraser. Ge- that's guest geek. Yeah, thank you for being. Uh... This is why you never want to interview me. No, <laughs> <laughs> Don't interview him. Have him as interviewer. Much easier. <laughs> True. Welcome back to Geek of the Week. Um, I clearly need a soundbite, which I don't have, but I will get one for next week. That was Fraser's interview questions, which I hope you enjoyed. You are listening to Geek of the Week. This is on Fab Radio International, the most listened to independent online radio station in Europe. And carrying on with the theme of the geeky questions, the the uh, the guest geek questions, I'm now going to play you another pre-record where we flip it back the other way and Fraser interviews me. Now I have the power of the pad. The power of the what? The pad. I've got a, I've got a notepad in front of me. This is very uh, You've weird. You've got my notepad. This in front is very of you. weird. It's just got the interview questions. This on is it. very weird as a millennial. I know these off by heart. I don't need this pad. <laughs> if okay. you're really good at editing, you could put like a crash sound. And just, uh, but we're not going to have that now. I'm not very good at editing. So yeah, at just all. To, just to go back to um, we're setting up the geeky guest questions we because are. we're going to have a couple of geeky guests uh, over the summer. And we're doing Mark and I's, see? I've no. mastered this. Uh, so we've previously done mine. Or we we're have. going to do mine. No, we've done yours. Previously, right, okay. And now it's time for Mark's questions. Yeah, geek guest. That's me. That's you now. Sort of. Now I'm interviewer. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a glass of water or anything. I'm trying to be very accommodating. Oh, for goodness sake, get on with it. <laughs> I'm joking. So, let's start off. We've got three questions. Let's start off with Geek Origin. What first got you into comic books or this world of superheroes and madness? It was around the time I got... I was in um, senior school, so, like, from about... 12 or so and um, I remember vividly the the, the shops the, the, the nearest shops around probably around 1990 the nearest shops were about about 10 minutes walk from my mum and dad's house oh, nice. and it was a big big deal when I was allowed out on my own to go to the uh, shops. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, um... You're going on an adventure. Well, it's, it was more just that my parents trusted me and stuff. Yeah. And so I had some pocket money, and I went out to the shops. And let's be honest, there, there, there were rubbish shops. There was, there was a chemist, and a supermarket, and a bank, and a baker's, and a knitting... And a wool shop, a knitting shop. Oh, wow. And, uh, Anything a 12-year-old boy could dream Well, exactly, but I still got to go up the shops on my own. Oh. The only thing there that really kind of piqued my interest at all was the... Was the, uh, the, the news agent. Yeah. And I got some pocket money, and I was looking around. I looked at all the kind of British stuff, the Beano and the Dandy and stuff. Yeah. And they had this really cheap... This was Chester's news agent in Wolverhampton, Merry Hill, where I used to live. And, um... I, I, I can I can be rude about them. It closed years and years and years ago. Oh, it fair. was it was a bit dilapidated. I was going to ask if they're still around. <laughs> no, they're not still around. Long, oh. long gone. And um, they had this particularly racked off rack of. Um, it was originally designed probably for kind of journal size, so stuff like Beano Comic Libraries. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they'd stuffed some. American import comics into that, and so they were slightly curved, and it looked terrible. It did, yeah. Uh, But um, they were imported by a company called Comag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Comag are also long gone, and um, they were they were terrible. They if a comic was one dollar ninety nine, it would be one pound ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is. There's still Britain some comic stores that do that. Well, yes, but... But it's less like that. But the difference is, say say a comic book now is $4.99, that's about four quid. Yeah. A comic book in... Oh, yeah. When I was looking at these, if it was $1.99, that was a, a pound. A pound, yeah. And it, so it was a huge difference in money. And I knew that because I, I was a bit of a nerd. Yeah. And I, I, knew, I don't know why I knew exchange rates, but I did. And I, and I felt... Cheated. I saw them and I, I did feel a little bit cheated. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't really feel cheated by that now because you know so, there's, there's import costs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But Comag were were were, were cowboys. They they were they were awful. They um, really really kind of like money grabbing. I felt and I think yeah. I still do. I really do yeah, think I still it, do. Retrospects, yeah, it's still. But um, not, so not perked up in you. It was basically titles that. I think they'd got on the cheap. They were a few months old. So yeah. uh, if I was going in, say, March, I'd be getting February stuff. Oh, OK. Oh, so not too late. But well, yeah, but remember that comic books are... Weekly, yeah, yeah. But they're, well, they're month, they're, they're, if, if they're dated June, then they will be from April or May. Uh, okay, so these yeah. were these these books were about three months old, I think. Right, right. And yeah. again, cheapness of Comag. They, they, yeah. But, but I, I didn't really know this 
when I first started. And there, w- there wouldn't have been the internet as well, would there? No, so there wouldn't have been not, another so way to no. get them unless... Absolutely I... not. This is 1990. I didn't use the internet till and 1996. And it's a agents as well, so it's not like yeah. you're going to a specific... Ah, OK. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, ri- I was ripped off by Comag, and I only got what... I can only assume what didn't sell all that well or what um, they had lots and lots of copies of or something like that. Um, But I did get Avengers, Silver Surfer and Daredevil. They only imported Marvel and this, um, this, this news agent didn't import anything else through anything. So... I, d- I, I couldn't have DC at sound that point. Like, I was going to say, sound like some DC haters over there, the well, comics. I think to some extent it's it's formulated my bias Taste, towards yeah. Marvel. I can see Because that. Uh, I only had access to Marvel. There was, you know, there was, there was... In popular culture, I knew who Superman was, I knew who Batman was, but I didn't have access to their comics. I'd, I'd never heard of Daredevil. Uh, you ever he looked out, cool. Yeah, did you ever check out the Batman films? Because they were around the same time. When yes, I'd watched yeah. those, but I hadn't read any Batman right, at all. Yeah. I think I saw Batman in the cinema, actually. Did you ever think of, like, when you're reading Daredevil, it's really cool that it's Daredevil that's in the intro. Um, did you ever, like, read Daredevil and think, oh, this is similar to Batman, or, like, no, is there never no, a connection? Mind no, you, I, I guess didn't. you were, like, 12, yeah, I guess you, I wouldn't have made that connection when I was 12, no. to be fair. Either. But it, it, it was odd what I got access to. Uh, Daredevil and Thor and Avengers and Silver Surfer are ones that stick out in my head. Yeah. And um, the, the Daredevil series was... Um, I didn't. I couldn't get Ghost Rider books, but there was a three-part thing where there was a Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider guest right guest guest appearance, and I I loved Ghost Rider, and I couldn't get any more Ghost Rider because the bookshops didn't stock comic Still books. There was the, the only access I had was what Comag allowed me to have yeah. that they got cheap, and um, so I would miss like an issue here, an issue there, and oh, an issue like, like or two issues there, and it was always the ones that had special covers. Yeah. So oh, anniversary stuff. stuff like yeah. That, yeah. So like the Avengers fortieth um, anniversary stuff, I would read like two, and then they'd have one of their gold covers, and I'd miss that. Then I'd read the next three. They'd have one of theirs. They'd have a silver cover, and I'd miss that. Then right. they'd uh, and it, it was incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. You've been missing parts out of the story, yeah. But the, 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 this is where my love of Eric Masterson comes from. I know it's a, 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 an yeah. ongoing joke, but I read. Literally, the first Thor book I read was when uh, Loki trapped Thor and Eric Masterson found the hammer. The hammer. So it was my love of Eric Masterson genuinely comes from him being one of the very first things that I was exposed to. And I do love that story of uh, an everyman exposed to godlike power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's um, It's a big thing with Marvel, isn't it? Yeah. And a, a little bit later on, maybe four or five years after my first visit to Chester's newsagent, a comic book shop opened in Wolverhampton. My goodness. And um, it was run by a surly gentleman, but I didn't care. He could get me back issues. He got me those die-cut die covers of the yeah. Avengers stuff that fit in the... He could get you just what you needed. It was... It was and it was a revelation. So... All the way up to university, I was buying comics and I was loving comics and I was... I I consumed 90s Marvel Mm. and I got lots and lots and lots of titles and I read quite a lot of Spider-Man, I read quite a lot of... I, I, I quite liked to read 
stuff that I thought other people weren't reading because I was a bit of a contrary teenager. A bit of a hipster, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I was cool enough to be a hipster. I was just contrary. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd read like the spin-off titles, but not read Spider-Man. So <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'd, p- I'd pick them all up from Arrival Comics in Wolverhampton, which unfortunately has also gone oh. as well. Because um, you remember, this is 1995, maybe 94, 95, when, when Arrival Comics opened. The comics had a bad dip then, didn't they? Because everyone was buying first issues and it wasn't... But I didn't know to. that. I knew none of this. Oh, no, this. of course. You and of course, with you. hindsight, I'm sure people who've read comics their entire life and, and they're 60 will look at the 90s and go, they were terrible comics. But I loved them as a kid. I don't know if they were Everything terrible Everything I got, I loved. I don't know if they were terrible comics. I think it was just the... The mentality behind comic books, like purchasing comic book purchasing, was right. Wrong. Yeah, I, they, like, I think there's some great stories from the nineties. Huge number of special covers. Yeah, like, and and I loved the special covers. Yeah, so they it, would get those. It out. wasn't for the value of them. It was for the look at that. It's shiny. Yeah, value uh, of it's them. that owning novelty. It's almost like a piece of art as well mm. that you can put on display. You, don't, you really of. don't see that in comics anymore very often. Well, they got burnt massively. There's still variant covers now, and it's it's always an irk of mine sometimes. Where I'm just like, oh my goodness, why is there so many different versions of the same yes. book? Or like, if you know, your comic book retailer only gets variants, and it's like, but they, what I'm talking about is like the foil covers and the die cut covers and the yeah. other kind of weird got, special covers, the holographic covers. I think they got burnt out just because the nineties they used it so much because they, they were did. using it as a gimmick because. There was this thing of, like, someone sold the first issue of Action Comics for a shed ton of money. Yeah, yeah. A bat ton of money. A spider ton of money. But I, 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 I bought all of those special but, covers. But then people wanted... And loved them. People wanted the first issue of everything, and they mm. wanted these special covers, because, oh, in a couple of ta- years' time, this will fund your college And none education. of them were worth anything, are no, they? No, because you buy, when you buy... That's the whole thing of, like, the reason something becomes... A novelty is because there is so little of him. It'd be interesting to see how much your ones are for him. Well, here's the because thing. Because I feel like no one would have bought him. Here's the thing. I, um... I went to university and drinking became a thing. Drinking and... Maybe studying, but mainly drinking became a thing, and I just stopped buying comics. I moved to Manchester, and I just stopped buying comics, and a few years later, I was convinced that I was done on comics, so I sold them all on eBay. I oh. don't have my childhood comics. They were all flogged on eBay. To see how much they'd be. Some of them went really... Some of them they made me quite a lot of money. It did make me quite a lot of money, yeah. but certainly not the amount of money I paid for them. No, no. And I just... I, deeply deeply regret that i deeply regret that but i I thought i was done on comics yeah and i guess it's the person you were at the time as well and it's Mm. one of them things if Mm. like you don't always know and you don't really want to be i'm a terrible hoarder to be honest there's loads of stuff i've got where i'm like oh yeah but one day i might pick it back up i might get re into Yu-Gi-Oh and comics comics for me i think it's i used to be but i I try to be savage now because i just don't have enough space in my home exactly like there's, I'm running out of space, really, for my comics, and I'm thinking... that I'm a single issues, anyway. Never get rid of my trades. But I'm thinking of swapping, the, like, the comics and getting the collect, the, getting the trades for them. I think um, that would be a mistake. I'm doing them. But I think... Just because the single issues are just... I don't know, they're, not, they're nice, but it's one of them, like... Well, and, and I, I hadn't bought a single issue since about 1997, I don't think, yeah. until we started doing this show and started like doing Pull Up Pass. Pass yeah. Whereas now I've got, like, six, maybe 
eight or ten titles that I get on my yeah. pool now, and I love it. And it's it almost feels retro, but there's no yeah. there's no competition to try and get the the one copy of Avengers yeah. 365 no. from, from the newsagent. There's no there's no joy of going to town on a Saturday and finding uh, yeah. and um, going buying from um, Arrival Comics but it's it's different now I'm a grown up yeah, you know you've got, and you've got your taste as well you know what you like you know what you don't like yeah. and I think that helps massively like when you were younger like you said you were just getting anything you can do whereas yeah. now you've got choice and you, you're reading like Image and stuff it's interesting because we always talk about how you're a huge like Image and indie fan and Image came about none around, of that during around, my childhood around the 90s I was going to say when Arrival came out. Did you venture into any image? I was, any I was you know how like um, you probably don't, but in in the nineties, you were either a Nintendo kid or a Sega kid. Yeah, you were. You either had a Nintendo and you hated Sega, or you had a Sega and you hated yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, there's always and a rivalry. There was always something that you you picked a side on, and I, 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 I probably was quite a um, naive and and. and quite self-conscious kid yeah and i always picked a side on everything i never bought a dc book yeah it was never bought marvel, any books yeah. other than marvel throughout the entire 90s make mine marvel but yeah i no, did make mine marvel there's mine always was that, definitely marvel there's always that mentality and i think it's still it can still sneak in around today because people are like the, X, 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 xbox or ps3 i'm much xbox more or playstation and they do it with the comics as well do DC or Marvel, but they do it more with the films yeah, now. Yeah, I've got I've got a PS4 and a um Switch. and a Switch now. Yeah, and I just bought them because of the games that were on them. I I do feel exactly. I'm, I'm, I think it shows the development in yourself though that you. I'm much more comfortable in my skin. I'm quite yeah. happy with who and what I am as a 40 year old out comfortable gay yeah. man. Whereas I was I was a mess as a kid. I was yeah. a mess in my twenties. So. But, it's interesting to say. It's interesting to see because it's like there is that development there with comics and just in general as a person. I think, and yeah. maybe in the time we live in, that but it, it's it, less you pick a side, one beat the other. Or I don't think there is much of a pick a side um, kind of a attitude anymore. I, I think, don't that, think the, there's, that. There, there's still so, like there's the mark. It's because people pick people up on this stuff now. Now, because if someone bashes on DC too much and is only sees you know great stuff with Marvel. You can you know they'll get called a Marvel fanboy. Others, yeah, yeah. But then it does turn the other way around. Of like you might have that balance because you don't want to be called a fanboy or you yeah, want to show that you. I think to some extent it's because bullying is more highlighted now. Yeah, and you were conscious of who you were to avoid bullying when I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I didn't tell anyone I bought comics. They, they were oh, hidden no, in yeah, my room. Yeah, yeah. And whereas now, everyone I know knows I'm a massive geek and I present this show. So, yeah, exactly. you know, it's it, it's certainly doing this segment has made me think about my childhood and how wretched it can be to be a kid. Yeah. Or at least could be in with the 90s. Of, yeah, you know? with others. And, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I got so it's much joy out of comic books. Or, and literally the only people that knew were my parents, my brother, and my brother's best mate, because he caught me with them once. <gasps> and he took the mickey. What are you, uh, yeah. Yeah, he took the mickey. He'd just walk up to me and he'd go, Comics! That's not even a good insult. I know. He just. Do you know who that is? That turned out to be Trent Seven, WWE UK superstar. Really? He's just going, yeah. going. He just walked up to me and go, "Comics to take the Mickey," and I'd slap him. Didn't call you. He's much, much bigger than me. Yeah. Now. Didn't, didn't call you a nerd or a geek. No, didn't even bother. Because they used to be. He was much, much. He's much, much bigger than me now. Yeah. But at the time, 
They used to be insults, didn't they? Whereas now we take it on board. I hope people don't take it as insults anyway, because I... No, was, no, you and me... I we, always we, go, hey, we've geeks, got love. hey, fellow geeks. Yeah, we've got love. I love the audience also. Fellow geeks. We yeah. self-identify as geeks. Exactly. But so... I, it's always my first thing. You know, in interview questions, like, for a job, when they go, ah, oh, so who is racist or who is da-da-da? I go, myself, so self-confessed geek. I yeah. usually say it's moving than that. And that always gets a laugh. And, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. So, so obviously, through, throughout uni and then through... My first job and stuff. I comics were gone, yeah. and I, I kind of still knew what they were, but they weren't a part of my life. And then the MCU came along, and you know I watched them with some casual interest. Yeah, yeah. But it was only when I started to work in the library seven years ago, so probably around the time we met, actually. Yeah. yeah. That I, I I started to I just borrowed some of the comic books, the, the trays that, that they had in the library. And I remembered how much I loved them, and I got right back into them. And that's when that's I got into thing. Image and all the other bits. They had these odd yeah. dotted, great indie comic books, but the, the, the collection was terrible. Seven yeah. years down the line, I have made was, my library's collection say, pretty amazing. I was quite interested by that, because I was like, I was interested whether it was... You, I've always thought you brought comics to your library, but it's interesting uh, that there they... Was, there was a bad collection with they some of, gems in it when I got there, and yeah. now we have a really good yeah, collection they in my sort library. Of helped you find it, but then you brought it back. It's a yeah. nice little circle. Nice uh, so there you go, line. but I, I, since... I, I still like Marvel, but I will I will give DC yeah. a run, a, you know, a, 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 go. a fair go. But it's pull since then it's very much been the looking at comic books as art, looking at comic books as stories and not just superheroes. And yeah, yeah, that's where my taste has come from. Is that as much as I love Marvel, it's still kind of like dipping into my childhood. Whereas the the image books, the Dark Horse books, the the stuff that I really like. It's another level. It's, it tends to be new mark. The new yeah, mark are, and yeah. it suits. It suits. Well, I'm, I'm only forty now, so it suited me in my thirties yeah. much more than it than the uh, the same way that the superheroes suited me in my teenage years. Yeah, Th- that suited me and my tastes in my thirties. But I, I've enjoyed. I really do enjoy all kinds of comic books. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah. The, the show has helped me with that. Maybe one day I'll grow up and start reading growing up comics. You read growing up comics already. I've forced you. Don't think it'll happen that much. Um, no, it's really cool. It's it is cool to see the development. I think, and it's it's nice. It's that whole thing of like taste, but that's a really cool origin. And it's also interesting as well because I think when we start before we started this show, we um, I always knew you as trademark, always getting like different trades and yeah, stuff like and then that. that. And that comes from working in the library. It's funny that it's. Like, because you started off, you started off as a single issue person, mm, mm. then went to trade, and now you're doing both with the show. Yeah. I just thought, I, yeah, I just find it, find it interesting. I always, I like talking to people from a different because my generation, we, we sort of live almost through the history, if that makes sense. We, and like, we sort of like it's right now. It's like the big thing is nostalgia, isn't it? and like yeah. our gateways are sort of like we always. There's so much thing on the internet, or there's so much. There's an easier way of getting it. Like we can just get a trade. I just didn't have that. Yeah, we can just get a trade. You know what I mean? No one's gonna. Um, oh, I really. I want to start reading comic books. So I'll go into a comic book store. You sort of go like. There's always sort of almost an introvert way into it. So it's like oh, I can just. Yeah. I can look at something on the internet and then like I know exactly where I want to go and. Like I say, the first time I went on the internet was, 1996, and um, I'd been reading comics for six years then. Yeah. 
It's just mad. It's mad. Mad, 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 mad. Don't know what I've coped. How will I find my Spider-Man? Oh, I didn't know any better. I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Different perspectives. Now, we'll move on to the next question. Unless there's anything more you no, want to No, no, I, I, I think, I, I think I've bared my soul enough. Now we've gone up to date. Um, yeah, we travelled back in time and now we're back on it. Uh, so, the next question I'm going to ask is, Mount Rushmore, what is your comic book Mount Rushmore? If you could have four characters up on there to display to the world. I've got three legit and one cheat. Um, the first one, uh, harping back to what I was talking about, the uh, the, the the Comags, the Comags oh, stuff. Comags, yeah. um, Daredevil didn't have any of the special covers. The, the, it was one title that didn't have special covers, so I had a huge full run of Daredevil, oh, and nice. I loved it. And there was stories with Ghost Rider, stories with the hands. He had a, a feud with the owl, and yeah. I, I just this, I don't have these comics. I, I haven't read these comics for twenty something years. And I still remember the still stories. And Daredevil has always been a huge favourite of mine. I, I like the street-level characters. I like the characters yeah. that are... How can I put this? Um, slightly more powerful than a very good martial artist. Characters, but not... But not, not, gods, not, not, yeah. not gods. Not I like characters yeah. that... There's real peril every time they put on the suit. Yeah, you don't know whether they're going to make it out alive. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, I, always, and I always loved Daredevil. And I'll be honest, as a kid, I was ten. I was fascinated with a blind guy who was a superhero. Yeah, it's really it's, cool it's, to it's see. amazing, really. And it's great representation, even yeah, because like we've got we've got pretty good representation out in comics. But from the sixties, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty special. It's really but, cool to see, and it's almost like because it's almost a believable superpower, like. You know, because they always say, like, if you lose one sense, it was a high end. Yeah, yeah. And sort of played on that idea even but, more. But that's basically my Comag era uh, Mount Rushmore character, with very yeah, much an honourable member m- mentioned to uh, Thunderstrike and Thor. Oh, uh, was, he, it, was he on there? Or it, was, it, was, it was a toss up oh, between Daredevil and Thunderstrike for me. Yeah. Well, or it, Eric Masterson as yeah, well. Yeah, Daredevil works really good talking to your origin as well now, because the latest Chips Adarsky stuff's on your pull as well. It's it? great. And it's great as well. Exceptional stuff. And and I've always said my... um, Again, I've always said my favourite comic, up until very recently, was Sin City. And then I replaced that with Descender. And it it was a toss-up between Marv and Tim 21. And oh, I've, put, I've, I've, I've put Tim on. I've put Tim on that my Matt Rushmore. Ha- that makes me happy. I'm sorry for the other other character, um, but Tim. I Tim, love Tim. Tim 21. Oh I my love goodness. Tim. I, I, I did. I, I knew it was something from Sin City and something or something from from it. Descend, from, Ascend, yeah. from a Descender, and. <sighs> did think about Driller as well. Oh, yeah. Because I love Driller. Yeah, yeah, I love nothing Driller. against putting two characters. Oh, but no, it's no, Tim it's 21. Gotta Tim. Yeah, it has re- got to be Tim 21. When I read that on trade-off, I was like, as soon as I saw Tim, I was like, yeah, I'm sold on this. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just, he's just a wonderful thing, and um, Descender is kind of life-changingly good. Yeah. And, uh, and I know one of my favourite cliches, one of my favourite lines is, well, it didn't change my life, but I enjoyed it. Descender did change my life. And Descender, you it. <laughs> yeah. Descender was a very, very special book that made me realise that actually there's a whole hell of a lot of other literature out there that can't hold a torch to how good this is. Yeah. This is incredible literature, incredible art. And some things that are called art that people have got on their wall, nowhere near as good as the artwork that's in 
descender. Yeah. Some people who call these great books that they think are brilliant, nowhere near as good as the story that yeah. is in Descender. So I think it's important that that's on my Mount Rushmore. For sure. I do like my grown-up, adult, nasty, dark, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, comic book stuff. You do indeed. And I do believe that we wouldn't have that if it wasn't for Vertigo. And so, so therefore, I want Vertigo to be represented on my Mount Rushmore. And you've got to have a bit... You've got to have some Alan Moore up there, too. It's good. You've got Marvel... Marvel image and now yeah, and you've you've got to have some you've got to have and, and Alan Moore should be on my my, my Matt Rushmore because Alan Moore is amazing. Yeah, so Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, yeah. Alan Moore's nice. run on Swamp Thing was sublime, absolutely sublime, and I just loved it. And Alan Moore is a genius, and Swamp Thing is super scary. Wouldn't he look? I mean, I know it's a challenge to our sculptor, but yeah. wouldn't he look... I've got, I've got a really unique the, Mount yeah. Rushmore going on. A cute little alien, like, robot, and then... Uh, <laughs> and then Swamp Thing, like, this monster. And now my fourth one is a bit of a cheat, but I don't actually think it is, really. You, 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 might, you might think it's a bit of a cheat. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I've always been a Doctor Who fan. V- okay, yeah. From the 80s, uh, my Doctor was um, Sylvester McCoy. Because that was my Doctor as I was growing up. Yeah. I do remember some of the Colin Baker stuff, but Sylvester McCoy was the first Doctor that I can remember vividly yeah, yeah. from my childhood. I've re-watched a lot of old Doctor Who, that, so I, I know a lot of the Peter Davison stuff, a lot of the... the a lot, I've watched a lot of Doctor Who, but the stuff that I watched live, where you didn't have a video recorder, you had to tune in at 7 o'clock yeah, on Thursday, wise, yeah. that was, was, was Sylvester okay. McCoy, and I watched it without fail and loved it. It was wonderful. Even watching it now I've got a fondness for it that that um yeah the sets aren't great yeah the blah 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 but the stories and Stage Sylvester drawing. McCoy is underrated as an actor yeah. he was given a comedy character and by the end of three series came out of the other side as this really dark twisted damaged doctor that, and it, it was it was a wonderful thing to see and it was it scared the hell out of me as a kid but I can imagine. They cancelled it. They cancelled Doctor Who. And then, for, I think it was about five, six, maybe seven, eight years ago, later, they had the TV movie with Paul McGann. And um, that was... It was... It might, it might have been even long. It might have been more like ten years. Uh, no, no, it was about five, five or seven years, I think. And yeah. Paul McGann... Again, I loved it. And it was a huge deal for Doctor Who fans. We thought we'd never, ever see it again. Doctor Who is a British institution now, but it was a joke by the time it was cancelled in 1987. And to have it back in 1995 with, with, with Paul McGann, oh, my goodness, I watched it. And then I watched the repeat, and then I bought the video. In fact, no, the video was released a week before it was shown on TV, wow, which so was bizarre. unheard of. That's well bizarre. Um, I watched. I bought the video on the day it was released. I Even watched though. it when it was on the TV. I watched the repeat when it was on the TV because I wanted Doctor Who back. Yeah, and it was it was great. It was flawed, but it was great. And they, the Americans, didn't pick it up for a series. So, Doctor Who magazine which had never stopped between 1987 and 1995 when the the, the film came out, the Doctor had regenerated, so they'd got this brand-new Doctor. And for over ten years, they did this run 
again, Doctor Who magazine did not expect Doctor Who to come back. So they knew they'd got this Doctor for the rest of time on their magazine. So they invested in storylines that lasted four years. Yeah. Characters that ran for four years before they betrayed the Doctor. That kind of thing. And Yeah. And it was so well done. Every month in Doctor Who magazine, the new Eighth Doctor series, they invested in superb, superb characters. Uh, the, uh, uh, there was a Cyberman who was um, who'd got his soul back. There was Destry, who was an alien. Who'd um, she was a long-term character, and uh, what was her name? There was another character, huge long-term character that was. They, it was just wonderful, and the whole run was over ten years. And I loved it, and I've, I'm, I'm going to put it on trade-off at some it point. It kept Doctor Who alive as well. Yeah, it did. Similar, before similar before like, the big finish yes. stuff came in, where they did the audio versions of, of yeah. the Eighth Doctor, it really did keep Doctor Who alive, and it was... At the time, Doctor Who fans were scrabbling for any content Anything whatsoever. And this was good. good. It was good content. So I'm putting the Eighth Doctor up there. Nice. It's it's interesting. When you said there was a cheat, I had a feeling it was going to be a TV thing, and I thought, it's either going to be Buffy or it's going to be Doctor Who. And then the more and more, I was like, yeah. It's- I, I don't feel like I could justify Buffy. Uh, even though series, the Series 8 comics were good, I didn't yeah. like them enough. They were okay. But yeah. the... the- the the Eighth Doctor comics are very important to me. Yeah, and I think it's... I wouldn't say it was a cheat, because it is, it, you know... Because I, I guess I could put Destry up if I wanted yeah. to be pure, but no, do, the, no. It was a the comic Eighth book run, wasn't it? And yeah. He, so, from my understanding, the Ape Doctor, he only had that film, and then he had... The and then, then then Christopher Eccleston. There was no yeah. more television until Christopher Eccleston right, from then, 1995. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, he's more of a comic book character than he is a... Yeah, comic books and audios. Yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. But no, yeah, that's a really diverse moment. Well, that, I, I put a lot of thought into it because you only get one. You only get one sculptor. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, we might get a whole crew on it, but I get the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not going to get have it redone and be like, oh no, actually, can you change that and polish it up and yeah, redo it now. The next part, getting more into your dreams. A dream TV show slash film. But I have a feeling it's going to be a TV show because you wrote a TV show. It's a TV yeah. show, yeah. And um, it's... It, More I, Doctor Who. I want something Thor-related. And I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a real opportunity with Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus too, yeah. And I make no... I've said it even in, as we've been talking about Eric Masterson. I, maybe not Eric Masterson. Maybe Jane Foster. But I would like to see... A mortal with the power of Thor. Of Thor, yeah. As a like a, a ten-part series where something happens to Thor, and somebody else picks yeah. up the uh, the hammer. Because the, 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 the MCU has established that a mortal can pick can up the hammer now. And um, I, I would like to say, I, I think I think it'd be cool as well because you don't need um, Chris Hemsworth for the whole time because Thor. No, like, you just need him in the pilot. Can be gone. And so it's 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 like Agents of Shield. You you needed um, uh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson. L. Jackson in the pilot, and he's been in it maybe once since. Yeah. And I've, I've again, this is going back to my '90s thing. There was a even before all the other Thors that we have now. There was there was quite a lot of Thors. There was Beta Ray Bill. There was yeah. Dargo, the future Thor. There was Eric Masterson, and um, they. There was, a, there was a comic called the Thor Core. 
long no, time before all the current Thor stuff. And that was that was Dargo, Beta Ray Bill, and Thunderstrike. And I loved it. I've reread it, and it's not so good now. But yeah. um, I loved it at the time. And I, ju- I just think Immortal with the Hammer would be really would cool. be an interesting TV series. And they could getting used like, to the powers, yeah. not even knowing what Mjolnir can do. They could do like a what if because in the first four film. Everyone's trying to pick up that hammer, so it's like, what if so and so picked up the hammer? Yeah, okay. What if Hawkeye picked that's up not, the that's hammer? That's not what I want. That's not what I want. I, but I, I want. I want Eric Masterson or Jane Foster. I think, honestly, as much as Eric is my boy, yeah. I think if the 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 the, the, the recent run where Jane Foster With was Jane Thor Foster was great. Was, yeah. So I think I'm going to say a Jane Foster. I mean, it's, Limited it's, TV your, series. it's your dreams, like, there's no extension to it. You know, if you're feeling like, oh, probably more popular if it's Jane Foster, it's more... Um, I mean, I'm not influencing, trying to influence your decision either way, but, like, it's your dream. If either Eric, works, if, but I think, if, 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 if I'm Masterson. being purely honest, it is an Eric Masterson TV series. Yeah. Um, Go for it, mate. It's an Eric Masterson TV dream. series, so I think, and I, I haven't cast it because I'm terrible at fan casting. I, I don't like fan casting. Do you want to be Eric Masterson? No, I'm not anywhere near handsome enough or it, beardy enough to be Eric Masterson, or indeed blonde what enough. What's your go-to? Kiefer Sutherland, your go-to... Uh, I do like Kiefer Sutherland. So him is... He's a bit old to be Car- to, uh, to be Eric Masterson. Eric Masterson was about my age. What happens um, to the de-aging? Well, maybe. No, I'm not very good at casting. I, I, I would trust someone else. Imagine. I would trust someone. I'd, I'd employ some. If, if I if I had the money, I would employ yeah. a good casting person. Casting. To who, cast. who would you? Ha- who would be your casting director? Oh, I don't know. Someone Me. dead good. Not you. I'm all right for some. Not you. I'm all right for some things. So I think the dream TV show question is the one I cared about the least. <gasps> I, I agonised over Mount Rushmore dun, dun, dun. and the Geek Origin is it's just telling it's just story, into, isn't it? Into Whereas, the, I, I, I agonised over Mount Rushmore and, and and people were drafted in, people were drafted you know, out. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? You have to look at your books and apologise, apologise to these characters and like, I'm sorry. And it's like, you, you probably don't care, but you're so close, I'm telling you. You're so, right. so close, yeah, but I'm not up there, am I? So, so, so that's me. You that's can dig me. in. That's my, that's, that's my question. That's you, that's your guest geek. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a guest geek, but I'm, I've done the but guest now, geek stuff. We've, we've established it now, the, the two of us have done it, and now we're going to have even more. We're going to answer all these questions to a load of different guests. And it's it's not just over the summer when I'm snapped away for two months, it's going to be... Yeah. We're going to get more, more, we want to get more and more guests in as we can. It was I really good. So. The Neil Gibson one was really fun to do and... Um, like I say on the OG show it was fun to do so we're trying to we're trying to get out but if you're listening to this and you feel like you want to get your because not everyone wants to talk on radio but if you want to get your geeky origin in yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put something drop when when I when message. I actually put this on the show. I'll put something on the Facebook group and ask yeah, people if they want to do. You'll, their probably, guest you'll probably talk after this and go like I said in this section. Yeah, like, probably, true. Just it on. probably <laughs> true. The Facebook discussion group. They're on the Twitter. <laughs> Indeed, but so, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that, that's really me, good. Really. It, was, it was interesting to get to know. Us. I yeah, liked it. It was, it, I, we, we we know each other so well, but. I didn't know some of what you were talking about in your stuff. We know each other so well, but not as well as we think as well. And Or we think we know a different story, in a way. Yeah. We've made our own... uh, We've made our own origins, but now we know the actual origins, and it's... It's nice, and it's... 
Indeed. Maybe we'll do a part. I'll do a. I might Photoshop our Mount Rushmore's, or I might just use this. The you know stereotypical one. I've got just like I just imagine. Just use your draw for imagination. Indeed. Indeed. But yeah, that's our. That's ours. Um, and we're gonna have some more. Let's guess geek. Indeed. Well, thank you, past Mark and past Fraser. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that, both of us doing our um, Mount Rushmore's and everything else, the Guest Geek questions. And like I actually said during that recording, I am going to ask on our Facebook group what your Mount Rushmore would be. So keep your eye on that. That will probably go up on Sunday or Monday this week. And get involved. Check out our Facebook. Just search for Geek of the Week radio show on Facebook. And over the summer, um, Fraser runs the Geek of the Week Twitter, so if you want to interact on Twitter, just tweet to me directly. Uh, my Twitter handle is Mark Adams, M A R K A D A M S, Mark Adams H C. Drop me a tweet and we'll chat about comics and stuff, or join our Facebook group and we'll chat about comic books and stuff. Right, so next up, it's time for this. <laughs> It's like he's in the studio doing it live. But he's not. He's in America. So it is pull or pass, but it is just me on my own having a quick look at some comic books that that, that took my fancy over the last couple of weeks. I've got three that I'm going to discuss. I've got Clue Candlestick and Star Wars Jabba the Hutt. They were last week. And this week I picked up Last Night on Earth, which is the new Batman one. So we'll start with Clue Candlestick. And for me, I adore Cluedo. And it always pains me when it's called Clue by the Americans, but, you know, it was originally Cluedo, but everybody calls it Clue, because there are more Americans than there are British people. But, so yeah, Clue Candlestick is a Cluedo comic book, and I picked it up just out of pure, kind of nostalgia for the board game, really, and just out of pure curiosity. And it was, it was peculiar, and it, but it was quite fun, and I, I think I liked it. The original, the, the film, which was also called Clue, that was bonkers, and I loved that, with its three different endings. And this kind of, kind of has a similar, similar idea, really. It's, it's very silly, with weird stuff going on, and, Kern, and Colonel Mustard, there's, maybe this is me wish fulfillment but Colonel Mustard is implied is very much is gay and uh, Reverend Green is now Mr Green but thankfully they've still got Mrs White they haven't gone for Dr Orchid which which really makes me sad that they got rid of Mrs White and changed it all up I'm sure Dr Orchid's a lovely person but um what happened to Mrs White maybe she's the new murder victim but anyway Mrs White is in it instead of Dr Orchid and um yeah it was it was a fun little book and I, I, I do think I liked it. The artwork was odd, perhaps not quite to my taste, but that doesn't mean it's bad because I have quite specific tastes when it comes to that sort of thing. And there was a really nice little essay at the end about Cluedo and how it had affected someone's life and then why the, the inspiration to read the comic book and to write the comic book. And that's ace. And one thing I do want to mention is that at the back, they had, like, some cut-out cards that you can replace your Cluedo set with these new cards of the um, of, of, of the characters as they were drawn in Clue Candlestick. And as much as it was a nice idea, it should have been a pull-out section in the middle because the only way to get these cards is to cut them out of the back cover 
and that ruins the comic. I mean, I suppose you could photocopy them, but it would have been cooler had they been pull-out cards. So, I was on an R in, and do you know, I think I am going to carry on reading it, at least to begin with. It wasn't excellent, but it was fun, and I like Cluedo, so... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a tentative pull for me on Clue Candlestick. Next up was um, a series of one-shots. I picked the uh, Jabba the Hutt one. And um, Star Wars, they did like, they've done like a series of Star Wars one-shots. And um, yeah, Jabba was always a character that I found fascinating. And I, I said, well, I still do, really. And um, so I looked at that, and what I liked was they they didn't, iron over the the fact that Jabba doesn't speak whatever, but I don't know, Imperial or English or whatever you want to call it. And they had the real authenticity to the translations and how um, they had like a, new, a different script for how Jabba was speaking. And I felt like the book really kind of gave the kind of dread, the feeling of dread and the feeling of Jabba's imposing threat on all the other characters because he is a sinister scary powerful powerful uh creature and there's the i always felt that he was a very intimidating character just by the pure power that he had which um if you remember the cutscenes where um han solo in the, the 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 extra scenes trod on his tail i felt like that damaged the reputation of jabba Whereas this is very much the original, without the extra bits in kind of vibe of Jabba, where he is he's really, really scary. And um, it was a nice little self-contained story. It was a one-shot, and they told a really nice little short story. The artwork was great. And to be honest with you, it, to me, it's a shame it was a one-shot, because I really quite enjoyed it, and I would, I would have carried on reading um, a Jabba the Hutt ongoing series because it was great fun. So what I might do is I think when they um, when they get all the one shots, put them into a trade. I will probably check that out. And finally, I'm looking at Batman Last Night on Earth, which is a two part limited series, and it's quite a um, it's a it's a larger version, larger comic book. It's so it's actually got a spine. It's so thick, and I had a look at that. And if you remember last week, we looked at the trailer, which was a motion comic. And frankly, the book wasn't what I expected compared to the um, compared to the motion comic trailer that we saw. There was a lot more to it than just post-apocalyptic bat- alternative Batman. It was really weird and really nasty. And there was a, an element of, um, is, he a men- is Batman a mental patient? Is he not? Whether or not we are, it's legitimate that he is now, Batman never happened and that Bruce Wayne is insane and he's in Arkham Asylum. And that's the kind of thing that has been done a lot before. It's been done by Moon Knight. It's done. It's actually been done by Buffy Comics as well. But this was done really, really well. And the ambiguity was done great. And, in, you know, for example, in the Buffy Comics, you knew that she was being influenced and she wasn't a mental patient. Whereas this one, you, it, it, it is left really kind of, is he, isn't he? And I liked that. And um, as you went through the book, it was... It was, it was great, and there were some really interesting concepts in it. And the thing that shocked me the most was Batman swearing is fine. The Joker swearing is fine. 
But when Wonder Woman swears, you know something's gone horribly, horribly wrong. And it's weird what shocks me. I can watch like 100 Saw films and doesn't, you know, it's water off a duck's back. But Wonder Woman swearing really kind of, it got me. And I was like, whoa, this is post-apocalyptic. So so that's what I thought of that. And, I, I, you know, it's a two-part comic and it wasn't what I expected but it was still something that I really enjoyed. So I am going to pick up the second part, complete the series, and um, I, I suspect it will go into trade. What I would probably say is if you haven't picked up the first part, is just just get it, get it when the two parts end up as a trade. But for me, because I've got the first one, I am going to grab the second one. And that is about all we've got time for here on Geek of the Week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show as, we, as I've put it together. I mean, it's definitely experimental month, or two, in fact, where there's going to be a lot of pre-recorded stuff with little bits of me in between. And like I say, next week I've got a guest host, so that will be a bit more along the normal lines of the show, but it'll be with Ollie rather than Fraser, who isn't here. I might have mentioned it. I miss you. Oh, dear. But thank you for listening. I've had a fab time. I hope you have too. Thank you for that. And I will see you next week on Geek of the Week. Great Scots! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.